Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in What's the Spread, episode 82. We're talking about the NFC East today, one of my favorite divisions in football, Brad. This one is uh, was a little weird for me to, to, to research and to study and to honestly... Try to think there was a ton of parity here. Not like the NFC South, but uh, the NFC East is going to be a great division this year because I do think the top two teams can finish 9-7. and seven. I agree. Uh, last year's uh, champion, the Cowboys, at 10-6. and six. Eagles were one game behind them at 9-7. Yes. and seven. Redskins, uh, with the injury to Alex Smith, still end up at 7-9. and nine. They were playing really well yeah, before they were. Alex they were. Smith's injury. We were talking about that the other day. Uh, and the Giants uh, at 5-11 and 11 in fourth place. That's, that's how we looked last year. I think it's going to be a lot more top-heavy this year, especially when you think about uh, potentially two rookie quarterbacks starting by the middle of the year uh, for the bottom two teams here. But let's go ahead and dive in, Miles. Um, It's interesting seeing that uh, Philadelphia is plus 110 and Dallas is plus 125. Yeah, so you can almost you can almost say they're co-favorites to yes, win the division, absolutely. right? I mean, that's really what we're looking at here. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a take-your-pick. Uh, who do you like more? The Cowboys really turned it on after the Amari Cooper trade last year, ended up winning the division. What do you think, man? Well, let's let's start with the Eagles. Okay, the Eagles. So I look at the Eagles. They made some great additions. They picked up Malik Jackson from Jacksonville. Um, they picked up Jordan Howard and drafted Miles Sanders. The biggest problem they had was their running game. I think they could have won a and that's outside of Carson Wentz getting hurt, of course, because that's the obvious. Nick Foles had to come in and play some very big games. But they, they could not consistently run the ball. J.J. getting hurt. Darren Sproles getting hurt. Right, and, not- and even the year they won the Super Bowl, yeah. uh, they, had, they had trouble running the ball that entire year. I think they addressed it here. I think you have Jordan Howard who's going to be there to, to pound the rock and Miles Sanders who can be a great change of pace back. It's a good combination for sure. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, scary addition. To the receiving core for Carson Wentz. Get, they, they get another big-time receiver back. I, I'm really confused, though, here, because me, personally, I'm not letting Foles go. Honestly, I think Carson Wentz is made out of glass, and that could just be me. It's not about if he goes down, it's when he's going to go down. And you really think Nate Sudfield, the guy who's passed what, the ball less than 26 times his entire career, is going to be an adequate back? Where is Nick Foles, I think, is a question that is going to come up in Philadelphia at some point this year. Yep. Because, as you said, it's hard to argue with the fact that Carson Wentz is injury-prone. I mean, I think we can establish that at this point in his young career. That's very fair. And the the fact of the matter remains, can he make it through an entire season healthy? And when he does go down, you don't have that go-to option at backup anymore. Carson Wentz is a stud, completing 69.6% of his passes in, what, 11 games last season? He may be elite when he's fully healthy. Yes. But how long can he stay healthy for it, and can it be consistent? And you know what really worries me? This is crazy. I think Carson Wentz is out to prove something, out to prove something so much that he is not going to wear the knee brace this season. And I think that terrifies me as a guy who potentially would be backing the Eagles this year. And brutal injuries. A torn ACL in 2017, we know. But the back fracture, yes. I mean, as a quarterback, that scares me a little bit. Yeah. We don't really know what shape he's in. Uh, it's a defense that ranked 23rd in the league last year. I think adding Malik Jackson is going to help them a right. lot. This year... It's looking like a great yes. unit. There's no doubt. I think that they're going to improve on that number. But uh, a pretty common theme with these teams for me that ranked in the back half of the league in defense is even with injuries or lack of talent, that's still difficult to improve upon. Oh, yeah. 
just one year later. Then take a look at some of the tough games they have. They ha- they got to play at Lambeau. Got to play in Minnesota. Well, every team has the Bears. Every team has the Patriots. So they luckily get both the Bears and the uh, Patriots at home, which is ideal. Seattle at home. They have a lot of tough. They have a lot of tough teams at home, which which really favors them. That helps. And honestly, I think that's probably why they're sitting at plus one ten outside of the the plus one twenty five. Because if they if the both teams were to be a pick 'em between uh, Dallas and the Eagles, I think they they're going to just side with strength of schedule. All right, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to say, are my pick to win a division. I know. Brutal schedule. And in my opinion, probably it is the brutal. toughest schedule in the NFC East. At the Saints, at the at the Patriots, at Bears, and then the very next week they got to go play L.A.? But here's the thing. You could almost make an argument that Dallas plays one of the toughest schedules every single yes. year because it seems like they're always in prime time. Yep. And that ramps up the pressure of almost every single game for them. You're either playing at 4 o'clock or you're playing under the lights on Sunday night or Monday night football. It's crazy. They have like four 8 p.m. games. Right. If you're a Dallas Cowboy, this is something that you just need to be used to. Yeah. Right? There's really no easy weeks no. for Dallas. And I think that's why I'm, I'm perfectly fine with pick, with hedging them over um, the Eagles. And, I, and I'm perfectly fine with doing that. The Dallas Cowboys did ramp it up with Amari Cooper, but they still need to do better. The seventh-ranked defense with a 22-ranked offense is just... It's just unacceptable, in my opinion. The offense needs to improve, but here's what's scary about the defense. I think the only reason that it wasn't the number one defense in the league last year was because of how much their offense sputtered yes. at times. And if the offense can just be a little more consistent this year, Zeke's not suspended yet. By the way, that broke today that there yes. is no suspension for Zeke Elliott. It literally broke going into as this I was getting my, net, getting my notes together, and so... At the beginning of my notes, I put Zeke suspension question mark, and then I just scratched it out, and I was like, well, we're good to go. It's big news. Big Adam Schefter news. was convinced that he was going to be handed another suspension by two. the league office. Right. So, In my opinion, they were doing a lot of making up for that six-game suspension. I think so. So we've got Zeke coming in. Dak has shown that he can be consistent and healthy, and he's there every week, right? Don't so he's more than 800 yards last yeah. year. As, as much flack as Dak takes. And being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, yes. this is something... But trust me, if anybody can handle it, it's Dak. Because as what most Cowboys fans tell me, and I have to agree with them, is that Dak is literally the perfect quarterback in every other facet of the game except throwing the football. Yeah, If he can just improve on getting those slant routes timed a little better, and another year with Cooper, he, he's got a lot of weapons, right? Cooper... Gallup could emerge as a really good number two option. Added Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb as an addition. Uh, Alan Hearns still hanging around. You got Jason Witten coming out of retirement. Could really help you on those third and short situations. I think they're going to add Tony Pollard as a gadget play. Uh, gadget running back out of the backfield to uh, to spell Zeke, which could be pretty interesting. One thing Zach really needs... Zach. <laughs> One thing Dak really needs to do that is get know how to get rid of the ball. Being sacked fifty six times is not an, is not indication of your offensive line because they have a solid offensive line. He needs to know when to get. It's kind of that young quarterback problem who was big in college. Like you think about like a, a Jameis Winston, a Dak Prescott. They're beat. They're big guys. They can normally eva- uh, evade elude pressure like that. But when they come to the NFL, you're not really eluding pressure, and they try to extend the play a little too much, and it turns into a sack. If he can cut that number in half. The Cowboys are going to be a scary team. Unfortunately, Dak Prescott is one of the most indecisive quarterbacks Absolutely. in the league right now. But growth and maturation can help that. He's got a great offensive line. Coming back strong. You you got the great defense. Great leadership, by the way. Yes. Right? So you got Sean Lee on the defense and Jason Witten on the offense. Could be the best leadership tandem in the league for these young players to build around. 
Yeah, I really like that too, and I like them picking up Robert Quinn. Uh, that'll add that'll add a more excuse me that'll add a more another experienced pass rusher on the opposite side. Definitely sucks losing Randy Gregory to suspension, but I think this Dallas Cowboys team is moving in the right direction. Crazy, who convinced Jason Witten to unretire? Yeah, I think he just missed football that much. And yeah, honestly, especially not that good in the booth. Or, or, or maybe Jerry Jones gave him a call. Yeah, Jerry's like, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> you know you're calling. It is not in the booth. <laughs> and, and if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't get a chance to watch too many Cowboy games last year, this year, watch the defense and watch Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith play football They're, together. Oh my Zone God. in on them on your TV. Watch them for an entire game because they are the two most fun linebackers to watch play. I mean, they the way they attack the ball and the way that they play together. Absolutely talented. Just... Far and above and, <laughs> anybody else. In the and you world. know it's crazy here, right? To think about the two players you just named on their defense. These were two it, during their respective drafts. They were two of the biggest question marks to come in. Yeah. They were drafted and said, "Do we know if Jalen Smith's going to be able to play it down in the NFL? Do we know if Leighton Vander Esch, the guy who played what nine seven on seven nine on nine football in high school, is going to really be able to be a stud in the NFL?" And both guys are proving that they were worth every bit of backing that they could have possibly gotten. Two home run picks. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt. You, you've you got to give credit to the Dallas Cowboys front office for building or getting not only stars on defense, but while also going after Zeke fourth overall when they did. Is, is Amari Cooper in a contract year or is that next year he's in the contract year? Uh, I think it's next year. I think it might be next year. They might have control yeah. for this year. Uh, so Dallas a plus 125. I picked them to win the division last year. They came through for me. It wasn't looking good early. I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win the division again this year. I'm picking back-to-back champions. Carson Wentz just has too many question marks for me. As I said, I am never going to argue with somebody that he is not near elite when he is healthy and he is on the field. But it's just too much uncertainty for me. Also, Jerry Jones isn't going to live forever. No. All right? I was talking to you about this a couple days ago. I stand by this as one of my biggest points. Jerry Jones knows that his window is now. Yes. And he will do everything he can. He'll reach into his own checkbook. He'll do everything he can to make sure that this team is as competitive as they can be come playoff time. I, t- I totally agree. I don't even know why we do this podcast sometimes. Where <laughs> we might as well just both talk at the exact same time because most of our pokes, picks are pretty similar. But it, it's it's different. It's different than when you think about like a Max Kellerman or, or a Stephen A. They're not putting their money on this. Well, they're paid to – Argue, yeah, right. We're, we're putting, we we just want the best bets. We put our hard-earned dollars yeah. on who, on who. I'm not putting my fucking money right. on the Philadelphia Eagles with Mr. Glass throwing the ball. And there's a lot of experts that are high on the Eagles to win this division this year. I'll, I'll, I, more I, than not, right? Uh, and not to mention, by the way, I thought this stat was interesting. Over the past 27 years, the Cowboys and the Eagles have combined to win 70 percent. Of the division titles. It's crazy. 27 years. It's been the Cowboys or the Eagles 7 out of 10 times. I don't think Washington and New York can compete with these very, very talented rosters that we're seeing in Philly Absolutely and not. And if we were to definitely pick a third, it's easily Washington just because I think they have a better defense. To, to be honest, the Giants will be lucky to win three or four games this season. So we got Washington sitting at plus 700 odds. And we got New York sitting with plus 1,400 odds to win the division. Last year, I made a bold prediction that Washington was going to be very competitive in this division. Until Alex Smith went down, I was sitting on my high horse talking so much trash. This year, I will not be doing that. I won't even be close to doing that. I think Washington, with four games into the season, five games of the season, they're going to start screaming for Dwayne Haskins. And it's going to be easy. The Redskins have a lot to work on, right? They've, they've, they've got a lot of decisions to make. 
one of the most talented backfields absolutely in the league with Darius guys Chris Thompson Adrian Peterson and Bryce Love how do they put that together Great back because they know that Case Keenum can't consistently drive a team down the field. Eighteen, he went eighteen and fifteen last season with 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 no limitations. They, yeah. he, he played for whatever he wanted. There was a point in the t- in the season last year when we thought the Broncos were going to make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden he hit that wall because he realized he's not a good quarterback. He's just there, a game manager, and that's not going to work. And this is the reason why Washington can't be a good pick, right? Because it's not the question of. If it's the question of when Dwayne Haskins comes in as the yeah. starting quarterback, it's going to be this year at some point. You pick this guy in the middle of the first round. He was your guy. He fell to you. So he's got to start getting some playing time. You, okay. So they went, <laughs> this is, this is crazy. They went from having a quarterback who, who, who in our eyes was a bit conservative with Alex Smith. He goes down. They're scrambling for pieces. There's not much out there. They pick up a case Keenum, a guy who's even worth, how is that going to help their third was that third? No, their third or fourth worst team scoring of 17.6 points per game. Like, I, it's going to be Dwayne Haskins' time. And Dwayne Haskins started, what, 14 games? I'm not going to say he's going to be the this year's savior, but. Haskins will need some time. Yes. Right? And this, this, is, this is coming from a Buckeye fan. He's, I, I don't see him as an instant stud in this league, you know, I, I don't see him coming in and being a Baker Mayfield or being what I think Kyler Murray is going to be this year. Haskins will need some time to get his timing down, learn the playbook, yep. get some experience, but I think Haskins can be a very consistent quarterback in this league. I think for Haskins, he's actually stepping into a great situation because the Redskins' offensive line is pretty good, and then their defense is good enough to where he can make some mistakes and he's not they're not going to get reamed 35-6, to, to 35-7. to seven. Um Great addition of getting Landon Collins. Definitely overpaid for him, but I mean, you got Landon Collins coming in this year. You got Sean Dion Hamilton coming in this year. You have Montez Sweat coming in. Deron Payne. Deron Payne. To, Great to, pass rush combination. To, to add him with Ryan Anderson. Like they, they, they do have players, guys who can ball. It's just on the offensive side of the ball, it's they've got some things to figure out. I mean, yes. that's that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, yeah. you you look at a team like Dallas and Philadelphia, you know their identity. They've got a system. They've got a plan. Washington just needs some time to figure it out. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if Washington comes away with six or seven wins. No, not at all. Now, the team, let's talk about the butthole of the division. And <laughs> and, and I was I was kind of sad about this because uh, uh, our friend Derek is a big-time Giants fan, and I really wanted to message him and be like, yo, D, I think you guys have the easiest schedule in the NFC East. But then most of the times when you're looking at strength of schedule, you also have to remember the opponent that you're analyzing it for. So not, I'm not just looking at maybe it's at the the Buccaneers. I'm looking at the Giants at the Buccaneers. And you will look up and see where the matchups are really going to happen. So yeah, sure, they start, this, they start the season at uh, Dallas. They start the season at Dallas and then pretty much breeze through their schedule for the next four weeks, but they're bad. Yeah, so... It may be an if or when situation with Daniel Jones as well at quarterback. Yep. You know, how long does Eli remain upright? And you know, Eli said, he came out and said this this today. He said, wait, there's two things that I really want to talk about about this Giants team, which I wish Giants kind of were on hard knocks because, God, they're just a they're dumpster fire in, in all themselves. Eli said, I plan on playing quarterback as long as I think I can. What kind of non-committal, uncompetitive jargon is as long as I think I can? Well, as bad as, as bad as the New York Giants are right now, and that, that pretty much sums it up, right? Yeah. Saquon Barkley is probably worth four wins just by himself. Yes, I mean, he's absolutely. that good of a player. There's there's no doubt that they have some pieces to build around. Evan Ingram's still on the offense. You lose OBJ. 
Not much in the receiving core here yeah, with Golden don't, Tate. Don't say you're adding Shepard. Golden Tate. One thing that I did notice in the past 10 years, um, Golden State actually leads the league in yards after contact for receivers in the past 10 years, which is a pretty cool. No, I, I, I mean, he's, he's, he's made a great career. But he's more on the back end of his career. Let's be let's be honest with each yeah, other. Yeah, right. Uh, it, but, you know, that's when it comes down to everything falls on Saquon, right? And then it's how many times is he going to touch the ball a game? Honestly, outside of outside of the Daniel Jones pick, I really liked their draft. Like, I was just going back and looking at the Dexter Lawrence, Julian Love, DeAndre Baker, maybe some other, other good uh, key role players here in the future. But, like, man... I, Maybe they saw some. Gettleman must know something about. He must be the future quarterback whisperer because I think Daniel Jones is trash. A couple notes here before we go into the accolades. Uh, no team ranked inside the top ten in total offense last year in 2018. Yep. So a lot of room to improve uh, for all four teams. And we talked about the defenses. The Cowboys were the only team in the division to rank inside the top ten in total defense. And I think that says it all. I mean, I, I I'm I'm going with the better defense, and I think that Dallas has a better defense than Philadelphia. So we're making this frank. Both our picks is in the NFC East. Uh, for the NFC East winners are going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't care about their tough road schedule. I just think that they're used, like you said, they're used to playing in big games. They're a better team. And normally when you get in hostile environments, it's your defense that gets worked. But with this good, powerful, strong defense that's only getting better, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be more than fine. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, I, I think it may only take nine games to win this division. Yeah. I could see the Cowboys and the Eagles finishing both at nine, nine and, seven, and seven. And, yeah. and we run into some kind of tiebreaker situation. Um, but I mean, that's, that's a distinct possibility. All right. Who's your impact player for this division? My impact player. And man, this was tough. I, I want to go Saquon Barkley so much, but sure. I want to think if you take Saquon off of, off the cow, off the giants, he's gonna have an impact, but with him on the team, I don't think that makes him a playoff team. I want to pick the most indispensable player who can actually be an absolute stud. And I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. All right. And, and that's really based on as well, like, because I'm, I'm going to agree with you there, is that if he's healthy the entire year, yes. it's hard to argue that the Eagles won't win this division. Yes. Because if Wentz is healthy the entire year and he reach, you know, he, he can maintain that elite status, their offense is probably going to be humming a little better than, than uh, Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but with that being said, I don't think he will be the MVP of this division, but he is, has the most impact for each. For, it's his own team. And I'll go on the, on the other side of the coin there for my impact player. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Nice. I want to see Dak Prescott, just like I said last year, and I still didn't really see it, he's got to show that he can take that next step. And whether it's just maybe one game where we see him come out and you know be that elite quarterback, he, but he also he doesn't need to do too much with this team. But let your defense rest a little bit. Yeah, I stay be away Be more from decisive. Him. I honestly had to stay away from Dak Prescott just because of the fact that I thought if Dak went out there and had a mediocre season, they could still win the division. If Carson Wentz has a mediocre season, they're not winning the division. So you think the Dallas defense is good enough to where Dak doesn't have to take a step forward? And Zeke. Yeah, I mean, you've. I think Zeke is the best offensive player in the league. That's, yeah. That's just me. But. So, that's just my opinion. That's why I went with Carson. Um, I, I don't know, man. Well, I think Dak's always just going to be Dak. He's just going to get enough done, just like he did at Mississippi State. I've got hope. We'll see what happens. So, Miles, let's go with, let's move over back to the picks. Who's your value pick? So, I mean... You would think that Washington at plus 700 would be the <laughs> right? only value pick, but I don't see anybody putting money on Washington. So at yeah. this point, I mean, it's got to be either Dallas or I put my value pick as big all capital letters as N-O-N-E. Because <laughs> my value pick is my game. My, and my I promised everybody that not every division is like this. The past couple of divisions have been like this, yeah. uh, but, but there are some where there is going to be some value. Oh, it's going to be very exciting uh, here. But, but at this point, I can't. 
honestly say that Washington at plus 700, New York at plus 1,400 offer any kind of value. No, whatsoever. In order to win the division. Uh, who's your rookie of the year? My rookie of the year is going to be Montez Sweat. Coming in this season, had issues with the heart trouble, whatever BS. 29 tackles last season. Those are 29 solo tackles. 12 sacks in 13 games? Hard to argue. How am I not going to pick Dwayne Haskins? I'm going to predict that Dwayne Haskins comes in week three, week four. Keenum's not the answer. He comes in and just racks up stats, racks up yards, touchdowns. He'll throw some picks. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to have Dwayne Haskins playing 12 games. Wow. Impressive. All right. So last pick. What is this? Our game of the year. Game what you, of the year. I think our game of the year is probably going to be the same. I've got the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, December 22nd. Could Four decide the division. 25. 100% agreeance. We knew this was going to happen. This was probably the easiest one. We, you probably could have just wrote it on the show sheet without even having to, to for me to pick mine because this is going to be number one versus number two for the division. Hopefully it's for the division towards the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, man. I'm excited for this division. Uh, there's some going to be some interesting fantasy value here coming out of a couple players. Like you think about if you can pick up Dwayne Haskins late for a keeper. Uh, Miles Sanders. Zeke, Miles Sanders. Uh, I would stay away from Jordan Howard, honestly, um, because I'd rather. You are get not a Jordan Howard late. fan. Jordan Howard is a thousand yard running back, right? But gets it all in sporadic games, which when you think about it in fantasy terms, that does not win you your league. No. You'd rather a guy consistently get you 14 points than one week get you five and one week get you 25. He also had Tariq Cohen there taking away a lot of touches, but it also depends on what the split time is going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Miles, let's go ahead and reach for the hat to see what division or conference we're going to do next. Drum roll, please. And... All right, what's next? Uh, we're going to hit... The SEC. Oh, roll tide, oh, baby. Man. Let's go. Is it fair for me to already pick the SEC before we even talk about it? I know it? you've been waiting for that. I've been one. waiting for this one. And listen, you guys are going to hear me talk a lot and different different uh, topics. This might be one of my most um, logarithmic freaking logarithmic words just coming out of my mouth uh, conferences because I'm excited to talk about it. But there is more parody than a lot of people see. So this will we'll be a long show. Yes, it will. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for listening to What's the Spread. Be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're on Spotify now or however else you get your podcast. You agree with our picks? Let us know. You hate them? Let us know.